Hi, welcome to a Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life podcast. I'm Jennifer McDaniel, pro organizer, capsule wardrobe stylist, and functional home designer. As a mom of four, I realize how quickly things get out of control and how important it is to prioritize how your home functions and how it makes you feel. So if you're ready to find solutions to the stressors in your home and make room for the things that are really important, listen in and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm going to talk to you today about something that I get asked questions about just from time to time because um, so many people just get overwhelmed when they have a really big space or a really messy space to tackle like the playroom or your kids' toys or a garage or an attic or something that's just one of those spaces that you ignore for far too long and then it gets to be a real pain and really just makes it's just crippling trying to think about doing it you just go in there and then you can't even think about where to start so i'm going to tell you what i do as a professional organizer what i do when i am trying to take on a space like that and um so one of the things that i do is i start by clearing a place to sort So it can be in the space, or if I'm doing a garage or something, I'll take it to the driveway or where they had previously parked a car. Find a large area that you can sort in. And also, make sure that you're not taking out more stuff than you can put back in that day. So if you are sorting out in the garage and you use the driveway, you can't leave that stuff there overnight. It could get rained on, someone could steal it, dogs could come by and use it as a bathroom <laughs> or chew it up. There's like, you cannot leave stuff out for a long time in the driveway or anywhere else. In the rest of the house, the kids will come by and mess with it. So make sure that you are not taking out more than you can handle putting away in that same day. So give yourself time and then about 30 minutes to an hour before your time is up, if you're giving yourself like a long portion of the day, then make sure that you have set aside that last bit of time to tidy up the space. So when I'm doing a really big project that's gonna take multiple days with a client, what I will do is I will sort as much as possible. Maybe it's a a large master bedroom closet that has, um, it's tons of clothes, lots and lots of clothes or it's a toy room that's covered in toys, I'm gonna sort out that stuff. And I do like to use baskets or bins, something that I can, like laundry baskets are great for sorting stuff. Um, Boxes are great for sorting stuff. You need something that you can put the same type of items in. So for a garage, I'm gonna put all the tools together, like small tools. then I'm gonna put like all the painting stuff in another bucket. I'm gonna put all of the car cleaning stuff in another bucket um, or another area. If you're not using buckets, just use a spot that you're moving those items to. And for toys, I'm gonna put all of the people or characters in one or anything that goes with the dollhouse, that's gonna be in one category. Legos or building blocks, those are different categories there. Train set, that's another category painting stuff, that's a whole nother category. Art stuff, that goes in another category. So think about your categories no matter what you're working on. 
Maybe your baby dolls are another category and baby doll clothes can be a whole nother category depending on how much you have in the space. And then any of the toys that have um, pieces that go with them, I try and keep those together in another spot. So if I'm sorting a playroom and there's a lot of different toys that are sets of toys, uh, I will keep those sets together and just kind of make a spot around the set uh, to put any of these pieces that go with the set and just kind of contain it in one area and keep all of the same types, you know, any like their houses or um, like cars with the car stations. Those things that have pieces that are specific to those sets and they belong together, I will keep those completely separate from any other toys in those categories. If you know that there's a car set that has these specific toys that go with it, put them together. Uh, Nerf guns, Nerf bullets, accessories for Nerf, those, you know, like the face masks, the shields, the vests, whatever you're using to go with those things. I keep those in different categories. And then as you're looking at your categories, when you see for a playroom, all the different categories that you have, it makes it easier to see what items you can maybe consign, what items you can sell or donate, and what items your kids don't play with anymore based on the categories. So a lot of times when I'm doing a playroom, they haven't gone through the toys in a few years or a year or more and their kids, especially in those younger toddler stages, they are completely beyond the toys that they have available. So they have toys that are for 18 month olds and then they have toys that are for three year olds and their kids three and a half. And so those things can, you can definitely sort out any of the baby gear for that set, that stage, if they're not planning on having a kid, but even if they are planning on having another child, it's going to be a length of time before that baby gets to that stage of toy. So decide specifically what you want to keep from that stuff for the next child. I do not recommend keeping anything longer than one to two years max. If you are keeping something that is, you're going to keep it for longer than two years, it needs to be a high quality item, very, like a, a very expensive or very sentimental. Like if your grandfather built this rocking horse or something, of course you can keep that eternally. But the, the other toys that are easy to purchase another very similar item, do not keep those longer than one, two years max. Those things need to just go bless someone else sell it, get some money for the next stage of toys for your kids. Do that. I love using consignment sales. Your area most likely has a great consignment sale, a really big one or something nearby in a nearby town that does a really big kids consignment sale. Or maybe there's a kids consignment store that's open year round in your area. I highly recommend connecting with those and finding out what they can and cannot take and then trying to sell your items there. It's just so much less stress and anything that they can't take, you can post it on Facebook Marketplace or somewhere, your buy nothing groups on like wherever. Just find somewhere, someone that you can bless. If you know a mom, a church, a school, a lot of schools, daycares, they'll take toys. If they're in good condition, they will take them like this. That can be such a blessing. Teachers spend so much money on school supplies and decor for their classrooms. And 
my daughter's kindergarten classroom has like a whole kitchen set and all kinds of different things like that in it. The school, I'm sure teachers would love to have those items. So think about that. Is that something that they could use for school play or imaginative play in the classroom? If so, connect with someone local. And if not, there's foster care groups. Like there's there's so many places that you can donate to and bless other people with. And I highly recommend starting there. And then if you can't do that, then just donate to a great consignment store, a, a thrift store, secondhand store, something like that. Or just post it for free on Marketplace. I do that all the time and they just come by and pick it up. Usually within 12 hours, it's gone. So I do recommend doing that and just... When you're putting things back, I love using bookshelves. The cube shelves, oftentimes the toys don't fit in the cube shelves, especially Mm -hmm. once they get a little bit older, their toy sets are a little bit bigger than the cubes. So I don't love the cube shelves for toys. I would rather have a bookshelf, make sure you anchor it to the wall to keep it safe. Um, But I love using a, a bookshelf, like a tall bookshelf. So you can put the things on the bookshelf that the kids can't get to. Um, that they need to ask for, and then the things that they can readily get to as much as you want, then put those down low and sort them into their categories. And I like to just draw a picture on an index card and tape it onto the basket. Like, just keep it really simple. You can cut a piece of paper, draw a picture of a car, and it doesn't need to be good. It just needs to be obvious to a child what goes in that basket so that they can do it themselves so that they can. I want to make sure that I am making a space that everyone that's using it, when your babysitter comes, they can tell that the cars go in that basket. When your husband's in there helping with the kids or your older sibling, like your older kids, they can see what goes in what basket. You don't need to make it difficult. Make it really easy. Um, So for kids, when they're learning to read, I like to draw the picture and then write the word. And if you're bilingual, write it in both languages or whatever languages. Make sure you have room to write it and make it easy for them to understand what goes in there so that anybody can know where to put things. And on the larger shelves, I like to get the ones that have adjustable shelves because like I said, sometimes toys come in. Like I like to rotate my toys. I don't like to have the same toys in there all the time. And some toys are taller and they need a little bit more space on the shelf. I can't stand putting toys on the shelf sideways. It just, I don't like the way it looks. So if it's going to go sideways, put it in a basket so I don't have to look at it. (laughs) But I do want to make sure that everything is sorted. The toys that the younger kids are going to play with and they can get to easily, they need to be on the lower shelf so that they can get to them easily. Anything that's not going to be on the shelf needs to be in a basket or contained in some way. I do like using the cute little tables, a low table coffee table or something of that type that's a really sturdy table for them to put any of their um, larger toys on. So like a a race car set that's going to be a little bit bigger, find a coffee table and or a side table that's going to be easy for them to fit the whole piece on and not be hanging over on the sides and then also store the baskets of the items that go with that in the same area so they're not having to go across the room to get the pieces that go with it and so it's really easy to put it away so that is my um 
those are, those are the things that I think through when I'm organizing like a large space, like a playroom. And then of course, any of the game pieces, things that have a lot of pieces, I like to put those up in the top of a closet or in a dresser that's hard to open. <laughs> I have an older dresser that's been painted a few times and the drawers don't stay on the tracks very well. It's like a wooden track, so it doesn't work very well. And my kids can't really open it by themselves. It's really wide, so they have to use two people to open it. And I love using something that they cannot open very well to get to things that are messy and have lots of pieces. So if not, use a closet, put a lock on the closet. And um, if you can't do a closet, get a bookshelf with doors on it. Still a tall bookshelf with adjustable shelves and <laughs> doors and put a lock on those. Those help so much with the things that are really messy. And if you don't have something like that, a dresser does the job. I love using dressers in bedrooms. If you have kids with toys in their bedrooms, that is such a great way to use the dressers. And then, um, and again, if you when you're sorting those spaces, make sure you pull out anything that's broken, damaged, um, just things that are not used and bag those up. Like go ahead, get the black trash bags. If you are sorting toys with your kids, you better have those black trash bags and you better like get those out of the house like same day. If you leave that in the house or in the car, those kids will find it and they will go through those toys and the whole time that you spent will be wasted because those toys will be all over your house again in just a matter of moments as soon as those kids find them. So please make sure that you get those out of the house as soon as possible. Like that day, same hour that you finish, go ahead and take them to the trunk of your car and lock them in there so the kids can't find them. If the kids are always with you, put them in your husband's car. Make your husband take those. Get a neighbor. Hey, I got some toys. Please take them to the thrift store. Donate these. Get them out of here. Go take these to somewhere else. But please don't keep the bags laying around your house. Get them out. Have a plan to have it out of the house so that the kids don't go back through it or your husband or your older kids that never even play with the toys anyways, but they can't believe you're getting rid of something so special that they haven't touched in three years. Okay. <laughs> I've been there. I've done that with my own kids and I have shared in the Facebook group pictures of my own attic, my own attic that was an absolute disaster, full of toys, full of stuff that just needed time and attention that during the season that I was in, I didn't have. So I just threw it up to the attic and left it till I absolutely had to address it. I couldn't ignore it any longer. It needed to be addressed. So I understand from a personal perspective as well as a professional perspective. So when you are organizing, please make sure that you do not purchase a whole bunch of things to organize with. Use what you have at the house, whatever it is. If you're sorting in grocery bags, that's just fine. Some kind of category, or if you're just sorting in this is a pile, this is a pile, this is a pile, and this is a pile, fine. Whatever you have. I do it in all these different ways when I'm with clients. Whatever space I have available, that's what I'm using. I don't care if it's in the hallway. I don't care if it's on top of the sofa and that's where we're sorting because that was the only clear spot in the room. It doesn't matter. You just need a place that you can separate it just enough to know that this goes with this and this goes with that, okay? So I know that you can do a lot in a short amount of time. If you don't have a long time 
without kids or without distractions to be able to take on a big project, just go in there with one bag, one grocery bag on your arm, and you go in that space and you collect everything from one category, wherever you can find it, whatever it is from that one category. Maybe you just need to go in the garage and collect all of the tools and put them on one spot, one little shelf or one little table in the garage, like just one spot, like just go grab all of the extension cords and put them in one spot in the garage, just collect them, start putting them in a bag and just spend two minutes doing one small simple task, like all the screwdrivers that you find all over the garage or uh, project pieces and just collect them all together in one spot. Just do one category. If that's all you have time for, you can do one category as much as you can get to in that short amount of time that you have. Even if it's just two minutes, you can do something. Maybe you're gonna go in the playroom and you're gonna collect all the baby dolls. Get them all, every single baby doll that you can find and collect them. Just put them all together and then you can make a decision as to which ones need to stay and which ones need to go. You can go and do that in two to five minutes. I promise you can make a difference. And then just keep going like that in that tiny little bit of time as long as you need to to finish the whole piece. Maybe it'll take you a year, but maybe it'll take you two weeks and you're done. Like maybe you can completely take care of the garage in two weekends. It is possible. I promise you it is possible. I will share some pictures of one of the... um, biggest garage declutters that we did. I do not have an after picture uh, to share because she was moving. So more stuff got moved into the garage, but I will share the before picture. And I will tell you that this, it is possible. And I'll share a during picture that shares, that shows how we used the um, shelves and the things that we already had to sort and categorize. So we did a big category of things that we were trying to sell on marketplace or different locations and then we had everything else sorted into where it needed to be around the garage and i don't have a great picture but you can get an idea of what it was before and what it was in the during from these pictures and we just went and we just categorized everything that was how we started organizing because there was so much stuff and it really was overwhelming for her like my clients didn't have it in them to do it by themselves they really did need somebody and to be honest, tools are not my strong sort. Like I, I am not very um, into tools of any kind <laughs> or any kind of gadgety things. So anything like that was kind of overwhelming to me. And so I called in for a backup and I had my, um, I had someone come in and help to sort out the tools because I didn't even know what half of them was. Gardening tools, uh, you know, project tools, like tools, screwdrivers and hammers and drills and things like that. Like all of those things had to be categorized and it took some time, but it's something that we got done in a much faster time frame than, than she thought it. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful process and I enjoyed every minute of it. It was hard. It was overwhelming and it was very emotional and, and, and just a heavy burden to take on. And we did it and we got it all done and you can too. It was me, one client and 
a couple of hours with my dad who came and helped with the tools. He had just retired. It was like the perfect timing for him to come and be productive for a day. So he came, I think, three different days and helped with uh, the garage tools. And it was just fantastic. Um, So if you have something that you are working on, a really big project, and you just feel so overwhelmed, maybe you just need a starting point call with me so that I can give you some pointers on where to start. Sometimes that's all it takes is just a tiny bit of direction. And I am offering those for $20 this month. $20 for a starting point call. That's it. 20 bucks. And that is for 20 minutes of a call with me for whatever project you're working on, wherever it is in your house. I will need to see the space um, if possible to get the best picture of it and really give you the clearest directions on step one, step two, step three, you know, however long it is um, that we can get through in 20 minutes. But I can, I love helping with that. And I love to see you motivated to get something done. Like, I love seeing that because so many times people just put stuff off for so long and it doesn't take nearly, it doesn't take even a, a fraction of the time that they put, put off the project to actually get it done. My attic was completed in about eight hours. Those pictures are on the Facebook group. And if you have not joined the Facebook group, it's so easy to join. It's How to Declutter, Organize, Style, and Design for Overwhelmed Moms. That's the Facebook group. How to Declutter, Organize, Style, and Design. The picture looks just like our podcast cover art. So that's really easy to find. And if you wanted to work with me one-on-one or get a starting point call, let's get that scheduled. The podcast um, hotline is 980-389-0399, or we can schedule something online. That is organizedfabulouspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's organizedfabulouspodcast at gmail.com. I would love to work with you and get that scheduled. So if that is something that you're interested in, it's seriously 20 bucks this month. That's it. For the month of August, the entire month, I don't care how many it is, how many people need those starting point calls. If you need a starting point call and then you need another starting point call for another space, let's do that too. It's 20 bucks all month. That's so easy. Um, I'm here for you. I want you to be able to make a difference in your home, in your family, in your life, and stop living with the burden of stuff. I don't want your stuff to take over your life. I don't want your stuff to be a burden weighing on you and making you feel like you can't do anything else, that you can't go out with your friends because you have too much work to do at home. I don't want you to feel like you can't have people over because your house is too messy. Life is too short. Life is too precious for that. God did not create you to be stuck at home cleaning up messes. That is not what you were created for. Maybe there's a season where that is what you are supposed to be doing in that season. Maybe that is what you're supposed to be learning from, but you are not supposed to be stuck there. That is not the reason that you are on this earth right now. Give me a call. Let's get that scheduled. Organized fabulous podcast at gmail.com. Get that starting point goal done and let's make it better. Let's make a difference. All right, guys, I am so thankful for you. Thank you for being here with me and supporting me on this podcast. And I hope you guys have a great week. And I, if this has helped you in any way, if you have learned anything from this show, <laughs> give me a call, leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me. Let me know how this has helped you. If these, 
instructions or these like details that I've put in here, if this is helpful for you, let me know. I, it means so much to me when I read those reviews on Apple Podcasts. It just really touches my heart and lets me know that I am doing the right thing. So leave a review on Apple Podcasts for me if you haven't done so already. They mean so much to me. And it helps if you share this podcast with someone else. If you know someone who has a big, messy space that they need to get taken care of, share this podcast with them. That helps my show to grow. It helps me to reach more people around the world. I don't make any profit from this podcast. This is just me wanting to help people. I, I'm doing this out of the, the love in my heart to help you to make a difference in your space. This is not something that I make money from. I'm doing this because I care so much. I want to make a difference in your life, in your family, in your space, and I want you to be able to make it better. So those reviews really mean so much to me, and I hope that this helps you somehow today. All right, if you guys have any more questions or want any more details on how to do this, let's reach out. Let's talk about it. All right, I'll be back next week. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Simplified and Fabulous Mom Life Podcast. We would love to hear from you. Our podcast hotline for U.S. is 980-389-0399. You can share your tips and tricks, topic suggestions, ask questions, and let me know if we should answer any of these on the air. For other ways to connect, you can reach us at jmorganizingspaces.com. Thanks for listening to this episode. Did I say it right?